Welcome to the Wealth Academy podcast. Wealth is more than just money, where you will hear leading professionals share expert advice on how to become financially free, generate wealth, and legacy wealth. If you want to discover how to enhance your money mindset through strategies, tools, and techniques, then this is the podcast for you. Your host, Paul Lawrence Van, is a financial coach, two-time number one international best-selling author, course creator, and he has been assisting clients to enhance their understanding of money management to become debt-free, discover ways to build wealth, and to generate legacy wealth for over 18 years. Will you be next? Here is your host, Paul Lawrence Van. Good day, everyone. It's your host, Paul Lawrence Van, and of course, I host Wealth Academy Podcast. I want to welcome everyone in the community, as well as those who are beyond. Uh, it would be great for you to subscribe and join Wealth Academy Podcast. Wealth is more than just money. And that's our mantra. Wealth is more than just money. And today, what we'll be talking about is financial independence. And it's very important uh, to understand some of the uh, different uh, habits that the financially wealthy have. I'm posting here uh, on the live stream and it states, uh, financial literacy is the ability to live the lifestyle you deserve without having to work or rely on anyone else for money. So would you rather believe on this definition or not? And again, I'm going to repeat it because it's very, very important. And then I'll share personal story and other information as well. It states financial freedom is the ability to live the lifestyle you deserve without having to rely on anyone else for money. And I think that's very important and uh, something that I wanted to share with you as I segue into today's content. So it's National Financial Literacy Month, the month of April and day 26 of our 30-day series. And one of the things that people uh, get involved with is called uh, financial independence, retire early, or what's called FIRE. And uh, it's just basically reflects some of the habits of uh, people that have this. And the main strategy behind FIRE is overall, it's pretty simple. You spend a lot less than you earn and invest or save the rest in order to reach financial uh, independence and maybe but increasing your savings rate to the 50% or more that many fire practitioners recommend. So it's a lot easier said than done, and it may not be attainable for everyone. And uh, one of the things that we want to talk about again is that you don't, you know you're financially independent if you don't rely on income from somewhere else. So it comes down to minimizing your expenses in some areas and then grow your wealth and then keep learning because that's a very important aspect of it. And then we want to look at uh, financial independent people. They spend a lot less in their percentage of, of income. Only 17% of their budget is actually spent each quarter. And so what this tells us is that uh, when it comes to the one expense that is more defining than any other is the one of housing. And uh, with housing, they have a very low percentage of that. Oftentimes, uh, people who are financially independent, they spend a lot less on their the roof over their head than people who are not financially independent. Uh, people who are not financially independent, they spend about 24% of their income on a roof over their head, whereas 
a financially independent person pays maybe 17%. So perhaps what they're doing is they're renting instead of purchasing a property. And when you purchase a property, you're going to have a lot more expenses. You're not only going to have the mortgage, but you're going to have uh, insurance that goes with that, real estate taxes, if you have a homeowners association, and then the upkeep and maintenance of the property. I should know. <laughs> I've owned a couple of houses and uh, also invested in a few others. And the expenses uh, can add up really quickly, but the percentage of income breakdown, again, for people who are in fire uh, is 17%. So they don't put as much uh, of their investment in, in the roof over their head as much as a person who is not financially uh, independent. Because what people are doing when they're financially independent, they're taking the difference and they're putting it in investments over time. Whereas a person who is non-financially independent, uh, they are sinking all of their money into the house because they're looking at the house as their one only and loan investment for most people. And so they have uh, not only uh, to keep the property up, you know, you have the, the lawn mow, whether you do it or you get someone else to do it, there's always gonna be some maintenance in the house it could be electric, it could be gas, it could be uh, the house could be sinking. And, and, and I had a property in Texas and I was about to sell it. And they informed me that you're going to have to bring an engineer in to get this house level again, because the house and that entire subdivision was built over former rice patties from decades ago. And so uh, we call an engineer in and $3,000 later, the house was level. And guess what happened? The neighbor across the street, he was aware of everything taking place with the house and he purchased it. <laughs> so basically he purchased a new house because I had gotten everything. I had a lot of repairs done. I rehabbed my house, had it leveled out, had things clean up. And so everything worked out great. But this is one expense, which is often the biggest line item on any budget. And so uh, it's something that I want you to be aware of. Again, these are habits of the financially independent. And so I want you to learn it as we are coming to a close of this series. And uh, some other things to keep in mind uh, is uh, the cutting a lot of things out to free up money for you. And you can always consider moving into a more affordable house if that, that uh roof over your head is too expensive for you. Instead of trying to, to uh, be like the Joneses, be like you and live within your means. And that makes all the difference. And uh, it entails what a more affordable house is a different neighborhood and a different state in some cases, but it really all comes down to you and what you want to do. But these are just some of the habits. So we've got to get away from uh, trying to live like the Joneses and uh, save money for houses. And uh, you might think that financial independence means cutting out all discretionary spending, but uh, people who are in the financially uh, independent retire early phase, they actually spend more on discretionary money because they have more, because they're not paying and throwing going all in on the house that they purchased. So they, they tend to spend more on that discretionary income. So they get away from expensive watches. They get away from the... Um, uh, all the uh, nice luxury cars and everything like that. So when we look at uh, financial uh, independent, uh, they have about 11, 
11% is discretionary, meaning they will pay for a vacation or they will pay, they won't buy expensive watches or diamonds and that things of that nature. And the non-financial independent, they spend about 9%, but they probably are spending less because they're pouring so much more into the house itself. The roof over your head is the largest expense. And uh, the other thing is when we look at essentials, uh, the financially independent spend about 19%, whereas the non-financially independent spend about 20%. And then here's the kicker or the driver, what I call it, savings, financially independent, their habits, they save about 16%. And they save that amount because they want to invest more in stocks and bonds. Um, and different things of that nature. Nowadays, I'm sure it includes the, the virtual wallets, the cryptocurrency and the uh, Bitcoin and, and different things such as that. Whereas savings for non-financially, uh, that's 9%. So what the data shows is that they actually spend slightly more on the discretionary side and they spend it because they have it. Because when you put your money into investments, it can outpace the rate of inflation. And so you tend to build more and more over time, whereas someone who is non-financial independent, they're not thinking that way. They're thinking more of, you know what, I'm going to live for the day. Uh, I'm going to buy what I want to buy now. They go paycheck to paycheck. They're on that hamster wheel. And uh, years later, when it's time to retire, uh, they're struggling to make ends meet, whereas someone who is financial independent, they're rocking and rolling in the gravy train, which is called the mean green cash. <laughs> At least that's what I call it. So uh, some other things uh, to consider uh, uh, when it comes to financial independent, they have uh, drastically lower expenses and they focus on reducing big ticket items such as a car. They try to pay their house off a little bit sooner if they happen to have one or they rent somewhere where the rent doesn't take up or absorb a lot of their finances. Given today and the inflation rate being what it is, it's very uh, expensive. It's stated that the state of Texas is the toughest market to go into for rental property. And the reason why is because the demand is so high. And uh, so we have to focus that in. But again, knocking out those big ticket items uh, will definitely do the job. Items like houses. Uh, in fact, uh, among those who are financially independent, two thirds say independence. Uh, isn't worth uh, a uh, big house uh, for them. And they tend to, again, live within their means. So 67% uh, say that independence isn't worth it if they have to live like they're broke. In other words, the people who are financially uh, independent and financially free, uh, they're saying that it's not worth it to them to really cut back on that discretionary side because they're, they're making improvements and building upon their savings and their investments at a quicker pace. And so they can even retire earlier and or they can start going into that second or third career a lot faster than someone who isn't uh, financially independent. So uh, these are some things that, that occur with the financially independent. And I, I think it's really great. And another thing is, and this is something we all should be doing, is to find ways to keep expenses under control to avoid lifestyle inflation. So for example, if a person got a pay raise or a person in sales, uh, I know pilots who get um, annual increases 
uh, for hazardous duty pay, different things like that. And they may receive a lump sum of 20, 30, 40, 50,000 dollars. And instead of putting that money away for savings or investments, they go out and buy a nice, uh, fancy import vehicle and they live above their means instead as opposed to avoiding lifestyle inflation. So uh, again, these are some things that really, really matter. And remember, as you grow older, our income does increase uh, and we tend to live more expensively. And so we tend to move into a larger home or purchase, a, 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 again, another nice uh, European import or uh, Asian import vehicle. And uh, oftentimes what this does, it just puts us in more debt. And uh, we want to be debt averse, meaning that we want to be frugal uh, in what we do. And again, I want to read what it means to be financially free. Financial freedom is the ability to live the lifestyle you desire without having to work or rely on anyone else for money. I love that statement. That's why I keep on reading it. So let's learn a little bit more here. I want to share a little bit more with you. And um, a part of it has to do with the fact that when we do get older, uh, instead of person sharing a four bedroom apartment and then moving to a nice place, drive a nice car. But imagine at age 30, if you started earlier and you found a way to, to make do with the same lower salary you had today, uh, your investments would be worth a lot more because of the compound interest aspect and having money, the sooner you start investing, the more you will have on the back end. And the back end meaning when you get closer to retirement. And uh, that makes a difference. Uh, say, if you start in early 20s, you could save that extra money. And in addition to spending less, the financial independent, uh, they invest more in IRAs, 401ks, um, and more. And so um, when it comes to age respondents, they also tend to start investing much earlier and often focus on tax-advantaged accounts. So uh, that makes a tremendous difference for the financially independent. In fact, 84% of financial independent uh, people in their habits, they use accounts like the 401ks and the IRAs. Uh, and the, these, are, of course, are accounts uh, that can really help you save over time. And if it's employee, uh, invest it. And they offer tax benefits that can potentially allow money to grow. And, and there are some other crucial aspects of fire. And, and a lot of it is that they invest more. They, their percentage of investments is 94% versus 68 for non-financial. And so that makes a tremendous difference as well. And uh, one of the things to uh, consider and, and something that I want you to really understand is when you invest in the stock market, it doesn't always go up. But if the market turns uh, and goes bearish, you have a diverse portfolio that would help the mix of the asset like stocks and bonds on top of a safety net like cash emergency fund can provide protection if the market goes sour. So you always want to have this. And you also want to learn. You want to learn as much as you can. Do some self-study on stocks and bonds and any other investment instrument that you're interested in. And over time, it will make a difference. So you want to be financially independent, uh, retire early. That's what FIRE stands for. Uh, this concludes day 26 and episode 233. And I want to thank you for joining me today. This is Paul Lawrence Van Sant. You have a great day and I'll see you on day 27. Enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to Wealth Academy Podcast. Please subscribe and rate this episode on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. 
to get you or someone you know assessed for Paul's online financial freedom courses or money coaching in addition to resources associated with this podcast. Email paul at info at paulvanspeaks.com.